Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Align Your Mind, the podcast that helps you change your life and achieve your goals through the power of thought work. My name is Chelsea Tanner. I am a mindset coach and a musician and today I'm going to be talking all about how to practice thought work. We have been talking about this stuff for well, I guess 18 episodes so far, and um, I want to sort of take you through how to actually practice this every single day. I've been doing this thought work stuff for about a year and a half now, but, but I've been thinking about the art of practicing for most of my life. As a musician, I have heard countless ways to practice my instrument, visualization exercises, things I took and things I left. Things I came back to, and things I tried for a long time but figured out didn't actually work for me. (laughs) Now, this is a bit of a sidebar, but I think that this concept is worth discussing, which is, there's no right or wrong way to practice as long as you enjoy the process and get the result you want. The enjoying the process part is not usually the focus for most musicians. (laughs) It's usually the end result. I used to solely focus on the end result, and as a result, I found myself miserable (laughs) at times, but mostly practicing was like kind of bearable, you know? That's why I am now in the business of enjoying as much of my life as possible, and that includes any kind of practice, whether it be exercise, journaling, meditation, or practicing my flute. I want it to work for me instead of something I have to do. This can be frustrating because there's no rules, right? We're raised in a structured way with a bunch of rules on how to practice, what worksheets to do to learn things in school, and that's why the self-help industry is booming the way it is. Everyone wants instructions. (laughs) But I have to say, nothing you try will ever just work perfectly the first time and then be perfect forever right? Finding what works for you and reflecting on the things that don't and why they don't is essential to a healthy practice of any kind. I also think that this changes based on where we are in our lives. I know practicing the flute looks different now for me than it did five years ago. And I'm sure this practice of thought work and my exercise regimen, like all the things I practice in my life are going to change in two years, if not in the next six months. So the things I'm going to suggest here may work for you or they may not. I think the point of thought work is to gain clarity in your mind. And if this doesn't do it for you, nobody said you have to keep doing it, right? So do what works for you. Keep some things, throw some things out. Do what you think feels best for you. To gain clarity, we have to know what we're working with. That's why I find it incredibly helpful to do a thought download, a brain dump, if you will. I do this in the morning before I start any kind of work. It's just a stream of consciousness journal. It's like checking in to see how your brain's doing. Why is this important? Because you want to know where you're operating from. Remember the operating mindset analogy from last week? Like your operating system is your mindset. The more aligned you can get to your ideal mindset on a daily basis, the more you can practice your desired mindset. If you're thinking old habitual thoughts like, nothing ever goes my way, you'll be operating from that place. 
you'll be operating from a place where you're looking for all the reasons that nothing ever goes your way. That's literally what we do. And if we can't see evidence, we create evidence for ourselves, right? If you have the thought that nothing ever goes my way, that will probably make you feel apathetic. If you don't think things are going to go your way and you feel apathetic, you will probably avoid doing tasks you know would move things forward because you don't believe they're going to be worth it. Thus proving your initial thought right, right? Because you fail ahead of time. You don't even try. We all have old habitual thoughts, we think. There's nothing wrong with that, but if we don't know that they're there or understand how they may affect our day, we'll be operating from a place we don't want to be. Are you having trouble getting started writing down your thoughts? A lot of people have trouble with this at the beginning. Here are some questions you can ask yourself. How are you feeling right now? What emotions are you feeling? Why are you feeling that way? Tell me all the reasons why you feel anxious right now or whatever emotion you're feeling. (laughs) How do you think today will go? What do you think about all the things that you'll do today? This will help you gain awareness of how you're thinking about the next 24 hours. If you say, I'm nervous about this event, ask yourself, well, why are you nervous? Get curious. Write it all down. Sometimes I also reflect on something that happened the previous day to gain clarity on something I couldn't detach myself from in the moment. I'll ask myself a bunch of questions about it. Why did I feel anxious? What did that feeling drive me to do? What did that result in? Then I get curious about what belief or thought about my circumstances made me feel that way. And then I question it. Do I really want to believe this? Is this something that I can get behind? Or is it something that I didn't know that I believed? And, you know, I might might keep this in check and and work to, to believe something different. If you can see a pattern, I ask myself a lot of questions and I make no judgments. There's never a thought I should or shouldn't think. There are thoughts I might think and believe but don't want to think and believe, but I'm very clear on the fact that that doesn't mean that I shouldn't be thinking those thoughts. Our brains think what they will. Managing those thoughts is exactly what thought work does so we can gain clarity in our own lives. Sometimes then I ask myself, how do I want to feel today? Excited? Curious? Inspired? Determined? Neutral? What will make me feel that way? What thought can I think that will cause that emotion? Then I write this thought on a post-it and I put it on my computer monitor. (laughs) If it's a really good one, it'll stay up for a month or so. I love discovering thought patterns and seeing how I'm thinking mainly because I don't make it mean anything about myself. This is a big reason I think self-acceptance goes hand in hand with all of this work. What if we accepted that the things we were thinking, no matter what they are, are just thoughts and they didn't have to mean anything? What if we could just choose what thoughts were true? It can be hard because 
we don't choose all of the 60,000 thoughts we have in a day. That would be exhausting. You would literally have no time to do anything else. Thoughts are a function of survival, but they also can inspire new ideas and create things. The amazing part of being human is the fact that all of this is ours to accept and change as we want to. As humans, we have a negativity bias. This means that, you know, at one time it served us to think about the worst case scenario to keep us scared and inside our caves. Now, if we just know that our brain will give us the worst case scenario, then we can get that all out on paper and really consider if we want to believe it and really question what those thoughts are and how they're serving us. Once our thoughts are out on paper, we can consider how does this thought make me feel? How do I react when I think this thought? How could you reconsider this situation? What could someone else think of this situation or set of circumstances? When we practice questioning ourselves and get good at it, we get to free ourselves from the constant believing of our own thoughts, which can be emotionally exhausting. For example, as a female in society, I have been taught that losing weight will make me happy. If I want to be happy and attractive, I need to lose weight, says every capitalist company ever. And my brain still throws that at me. And now I think about <laughs> when that happens, when my brain brings that thought to me, like, oh, you'd probably be happier if you were five pounds lighter. What the heck? I think about that thought as being like, you know, when a toddler brings you something totally random and it makes no sense why they're handing a red block to you. You don't need it, but you know, you, you don't make it mean much, right? You're not like, this is the most important thing ever and there is so much meaning behind why this toddler is giving me this red block. No, it is just a red block, but you know, sometimes our thoughts we don't treat with, with such levity. Um, this is why I practice questioning my thoughts every single day because eventually I have that thought again, right? And my brain is like, oh, there it is. You know, I can kind of just shrug it off. There was a time when I thought that was so real to the point where I would be in tears if I gained weight at all, but you know, that's how powerful this work is. I don't do that anymore. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm in the practice of observing my thoughts and gaining clarity. If I know why I'm feeling down or anxious, I have a chance of understanding and processing that emotion and not acting it out by like eating a bag of popcorn and watching YouTube until I fall asleep. Because I think maybe that would make me feel better, right? Like we always think that that'll make us feel better and then we wake up with popcorn all over ourselves and we just feel worse. <laughs> the practice of thought work is based in awareness and then questioning your way of thinking. And if that sounds scary to you, just know that you are not your thoughts. They just exist. They don't mean anything about you. They don't mean anything about your life. They just are. And if you want to change them, you totally can. A few more pro tips just to help you through this thought awareness practice process. 
I recommend journaling once per day. I do it in the morning. Sometimes I do it more if I'm really having an emotion and we need to we need to either go for a walk or sit with it and write about it because you know, otherwise I do weird stuff <laughs> like falling asleep in popcorn. Um tip number 1. Have a way to write down your thoughts and feelings throughout the day. So if you start to feel strong emotions or think catastrophic thoughts, I I always have a journal on my desk and I even check in periodically throughout the day in order to get, gain awareness and insight into my own operating system. So between tasks, after lunch, different things like that. Um, yeah, I always have it next to me in case something happens on a Zoom call. I feel self-conscious. I can explore it. Tip number two, don't be a perfectionist weirdo about it, okay? <laughs> I have tried bullet journaling and trying to make things look pretty in my journal, and I'm here to tell you that you can't do this right. You can't do this wrong. But if you think you need to make everything look perfect in your journal, it is not worth doing. Throw that thought out the window right now. <laughs> the way I keep my journal looking consistent is I always use the same pen. If I need to write messy because I'm having an emotional moment, I write messy. I don't think too hard about it because that's not the point. The point is mental clarity. The mental clarity feels like, you know, a clean living room or a freshly washed sheets. It feels amazing. So don't let your brain tell you you need to make this perfect. Write that thought down in its messiest handwriting that you can conjure and do some thought work on it <laughs> if that comes up. Tip number three, if you feel like you have to do it, you'll be resistant. Don't feel like you have to spend 30 minutes journaling every morning. That is a lot when you first start out. I recommend just a few lines, check in, and inquire about as much as feels good to you, and then leave it. Nobody is counting how many pages you filled in your journal or the quality of your thoughts. This is for you. You don't have to do it, but even writing down one thought can get the ball rolling. Tip number four, don't be afraid of your own thoughts. Honesty is the best policy. It can be scary to write something down like, I'm disgusted with myself, or I'm a bad daughter, or I'm a failure. These can be beliefs that we have, but would never say out loud let alone write down. But nobody will see this. You can burn the piece of paper if you'd like after you write it down and reflect on it. But every time I write down, I'm a failure on a piece of paper, it loses a little bit of power. My brain can see that the toddler just brought me something it doesn't, that doesn't matter and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's literally a thought error at this point. Your thoughts are not inherently true even if you believe them right now that doesn't make them true they don't mean anything bad or good about you they just are there right down the scary stuff it's often the most important practicing self-honesty is so important but that is for a future episode tip number five don't write with the intention of reading it later. You'll be too self-conscious about what it sounds like or if it makes sense. 
this is a messy practice. None of this perfect practice crap. We aren't about that. This is a functional practice. I rarely look back at my daily thought downloads. Only if I've worked out something groundbreaking and I'm trying to describe it to a client. (laughs) You don't have to go back and read it. The practice is getting it out onto the paper and sometimes leaving it there for good, never looking at it again. Tip number six, have love and compassion for the person who wrote the paragraph. I will look at the paragraphs I've written down in a fit of anxiety and overwhelm. And I think, wow, she's kind of flailing. It makes sense that she's thinking this way, that she's feeling anxious. Having compassion and understanding for the person who wrote these sentences down is huge. AKA, you, have compassion for yourself. (laughs) This is having compassion and acceptance. No matter what, stepping back from what you wrote and just observing can be so powerful. If this were a friend that just passed you a note with this paragraph on it, what would you offer them? What would you say to them? All right, that's those are my six pro tips for daily journaling and thought work. And if you would like more help with this or you want to chat about this and you think like, man, I would love to change my life and I'd love to change my thoughts, but I don't really know where to start. I listen to the podcast, but I'd like a little bit more help. I would love to hear from you. I do free one-on-one hour-long consultations. Um, There's a link in the show notes if you'd like to sign up for one of those. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I hope it gave you some ideas on how to practice thought work tangibly. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you haven't already, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts so that this work can reach even more people. The amazing theme music for this podcast is a song called Already Gone by Paper Morning. You can hear more from them in the link in the show notes.